Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was up and at it. How appetite for a jazz shapers beginning on a Saturday morning. Good morning. This is me, Elliot Moss, and of course that was Cannibal Adderley, I should add, here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers, and it is the place where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, soul and blues, alongside their equivalents in the world of business, a business shaper. My business shaper today is Nick Hungerford. He is the co-founder and CEO of Nutmeg, the world's first online investment management business. He will be talking all about that fantastic and revolutionary world which he now inhabits. Lots coming up from Nick very shortly. In addition to hearing from Nick, you'll also be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And on top of all of that some fantastic music from the shapers of jazz southern blues including takuya Kuroda, billy holiday and this from the wonderful aretha franklin That was Make Someone Happy from Aretha Franklin. Hope you're feeling happy and ready for my business shaper today, Nick Hungerford. As I said, he's the co-founder of Nutmeg, and they are officially the world's first online investment management business. I've learnt my words very, very well. Nick, thank you very much for joining me this morning. What does an online investment management business do when it's at home? Because some people listening will go, well, that sounds interesting, but not really clear what that's about. Luckily for us, we are part of an industry that's very, very old uh, and quite established. Uh, the investment management industry, effectively, we look after people's money for them. We hopefully make it grow, but we certainly protect it when markets are, are choppy and moving up and down. The difference between Nutmeg and everyone else is that we add an online component to our business. So if you're looking to invest and you want someone to manage it for you rather than doing it yourself, you can come to Nutmeg and sign up in less than 10 minutes rather than having to go through the traditional eight to 10 week process of meeting someone, uh, you know, having the hand holding, um, deciding on all, how to fill in all the forms, et cetera, et cetera, which, which can take a very long time. Now, you've come to this um, kind of a few years after first degree, a few years after working for a big, well-known um, bank, Barclays, I believe, and Brew and Dolphin as well, a few, an interesting um, investment management business. Many entrepreneurs that I meet, um, well, they all do, do all, all sorts of different things. Some have lots of education, some have none. You have a lot of education. You've done a, an MBA at Stanford as well. Tell me a little bit about when you realised you wanted to run your own show. How long ago was that? It's, it's, it is a pivotal moment. I don't think it's very easy for people to describe because it kind of comes over you. And, and, and the definition that I give to people is is I knew that I wanted and, and had to be an entrepreneur where my um, definition of risk changed from doing something as a risk to not doing something as a risk. In other words, if I didn't do it, I'd live with regret. I'd look back and always question my decision not to do it. And that you know, sort of regret of not doing it and regret of 
being in the grind of of the everyday work uh, under under someone else's thumb just built up too much for me. Uh, and I was feeling that uh, when I was working in the city and gaining the experience, which you know I I can't um, be thankful enough for that experience because it's given me the foundation for this business. But I was feeling it, and I knew that I had to go and learn some of the skills that it would take to be an entrepreneur. And that's when I made the decision to go to California to surround myself with the Googles and the Facebooks and the Twitters to study at Stanford, where so many of these wonderful companies have been created. And it is life changing, you know. And the atmosphere there and and the vibe there is so transformational that it gave gave me the confidence to start on this big journey. Amazing. I mean, that you made that choice. I imagine you put some pennies in the piggy bank as well, though, because when people say, I'm going to start in a new place, I'm going to invest in myself, I'm going to, is a beautiful and really interesting way of articulating, I can no longer not risk to do this thing that I want to do. How did you fund it at that point before your, you know, did, had you saved some money? Is that is it as simple as that? Yeah, I saved some money. But when we started the business, uh, you know, you have to look to get funding. And there's many traditional ways of getting funding, such as bank loans and borrowing off friends and family. I knew that I wanted to create a big business, so I looked towards the venture capital world, to the professional investors who'd invested in in startup companies before, uh, and tried to communicate my vision to them. And it wasn't easy when we started off. I remember after graduation from Stanford, I had this great plan, you know, we'd put it together in a business uh, class and, uh, you know, everything seemed rosy. But four months in, you're still walking up and down Sand Hill Road, that famous road where all the venture capitalists live and still trying to convince people to give you money, and you do doubt yourself. And it came to the time when, with our first few staff, I was having to get new credit cards and take on loans and, and start thinking to myself, well, hang on a minute, I've really got to get this funding, else I'm going to be in trouble. And fortunately for me, you know, one of the great investors, Tim Draper, you know, the, the first investor in Hotmail, into Skype, in Tesla Motors, I mean, the, the guy is a legend in this community. He saw me and he said, you know what? I don't know if you're the guy for this, but it's a big opportunity uh, and someone's got to do it. And, and you have the commitment to take this forward. And he placed his faith in us uh, alongside the British venture capital company, Pentech Ventures. And the two of them together gave us that money to really start us off. And I tell you, that day was a very, very fine day for me. Find out what happened next in the story of Nick Hungerford's business um, called Nutmeg. Time for some music. This is Takuya Kuroda and Rising Sun. That was Takuya Kuroda and Rising Sun. Nick Hunderford, the co-founder of Nutmeg, the world's first global investment management business. I'm just going to keep saying it, Nick. It's like a, it's like a free bit of advertising. I'm joking. Um, Nick, you, you know, you talked about funding then at the, right at the beginning and, and these famous people, these luminaries, as it were, in the world of funding and the world of putting their money where their mouth, mouth was. Was it was it debilitating at first thinking I'm never going to get this funding? And and if it was, what made you drive through? Because a lot of people have great ideas and a lot of people write a plan and a lot of people go and try and get funding. A lot of people don't. So what was the differentiator that made you, Nick Hungerford, able to do that? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I guess some of the people in my life would probably say stubbornness is a bit of a differentiator, um, which can be taken as a strength of, uh, as, as well as... Uh, a frustration. 
you, you know, I pitched to 46 investors before landing on one that shared my vision. And now we've proven that that vision can become a reality and the company is growing very fast and other people are keen to get involved and we've attracted some wonderful teammates. It all seems like a very easy decision in hindsight. But there were lots of people, lots of very, very smart people who said, you can't challenge the big banks. You know, you're not going to change an established industry. And, and I thought, well, if you're all telling me this is a problem, but the only reason that you can't back this is because you don't believe we can take on the competition, then you're, you're, you're simply not giving me an answer that, that requires me to stop. Because Facebook would have said the same thing. Google would have said the same thing about libraries. Amazon would have said the same thing about bookshops. And everywhere you go around the world, you can see improvements that have been made on behalf of customers and on behalf of users. And I think Nutmeg does that for anyone that wants to invest. And now it seems plainly obvious, but at the time, it was so hard. And I just have to be thankful for all those friends that let me stay in the, uh, you know, on, on their spare beds. I was literally working in a garage in Silicon Valley putting this plan together. Well, and on that vision, we will leave it and we'll come back to Nick and what happened when he got out of the bed and moved on to building um, what has become Nutwig and uh, this fantastic business that is happening around us. Latest travel come up in a couple of minutes, but before that, some words of advice for your business, as promised, from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. Hi, I'm Kevin McCarthy. I'm a corporate lawyer with Mishkondorea. One important piece of advice I often give my clients is not to get too disheartened if a deal that they want doesn't happen the first time round. Very often, really successful transactions require a bit of time and they take place on the second or the third or some later iteration. But you know, if the deal doesn't happen the first time you try it, don't be put off, come back. Circumstances change, personnel change. If a deal makes commercial sense, it will still make commercial sense in a year. So don't get disheartened if success doesn't come immediately. I think that's a really important message to remember. And the converse is also true. Don't assume a deal is done until it's actually in the bag. When I first qualified in Scotland, I became a notary at the same time, and every notary in Scotland has a Latin maxim and a stamp which they get at that time. So I carry with me this kind of metal stamp which I put on documents from time to time if required. And my Latin maxim is obisa cantavit, which means the fat lady has sung. And so it's not until I've put that stamp on the papers that it's all done and dusted. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday morning, I hope you know by now, 9am till 10am, you can join me to talk and rather to hear uh, a brilliant business shaper talking about their experience, their business, their insights. Um, if you've missed any, then just go into iTunes, look over there, you'll find them. Or cityam.com, there are also a fair few over there. Nick Hungerford is my business shaper, and he's the co-founder and CEO of Nutmeg, which is a financial services business, and in fact has won some awards, lots of awards, including one with CityAM. Nick, tell me just a couple of the awards that you've won and, and why you think awards matter and why you're proud of them. I think they matter most of all for our customers and for our for our team. I mean the, the the people in our team work so phenomenally hard. You know, they're often found asleep at their desks at two or three in the morning programming. So say not in the middle of the afternoon. No. <laughs> that would be bad. Um, <laughs> some of them deserve to have a siesta, but uh, um they t- they tend not to. You know, just just wanting to improve the product, the, you know, the customer service team are working all hours of day and night. 
Um, and there is so much passion. And I think that, you know, for external um, visibility and for external recognition, that that's really important. We, we've won some global awards like the Financial Services Technology Awards, uh, beating off some of the you know big banks uh, in America and over in the Middle East. We've won some local awards. Um, most recently, Innovation in Financial Services Marketing. And we've won some uh, some technology awards, uh, British Venture Capital Awards, um, and and some and some industry specific awards as well. So, for example, uh, Wealth Management Awards and the Best Provider of Wealth Management Services Awards. Um, and uh, I'm not going to embarrass myself by trying to say um, all of the providers and all of the awards, but it, it is hugely important for the team that they get the recognition and for our customers that they are also reassured that we are we are providing a great service. And on that point about the great service, essentially the idea is if you've even only got a £1,000, I say only, but only got a mm. £1,000 rather than having to have lots more, you can go to Nutmeg Online and you can and have uh, create an investment management strategy, uh, create a little portfolio for yourself, um, find out in a pretty transparent way how much that's going to cost you, and you can do that all online. That's essentially uh, the, the foundation of the idea. And that hadn't been done. You were saying earlier that no one had ever kind of taken on the big guys. There was no, there's very little transparency. If you had that small amount of money, you were derided and you probably weren't given a proper service. And you said, no, we can do it properly. We can do it properly. And after this, I'd like to talk to you about becoming our new sales head. So you explained that so beautifully. So thank you very much. <laughs> That's a pleasure. I, 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 I mean, I, I look at the world of investment management. And, and obviously, you start from the point of view of the people who are existing customers. So, so many of the Nutmeg customers who have had access to investment management before, and that probably means from half a million pounds upwards, um, they, they have been explaining to us how it is a hugely opaque world. It's very hard to compare the performance with benchmarks. It's very hard to calculate the fees that you're paying. It's very hard to get hold of people in the way that you want to. I mean, Nutmeg allows you to come in and have a face-to-face relationship. That's no problem. But it also allows you to communicate over the phone, over secure email, and through instant chat. And if you're a busy person, hard at work, sometimes you don't want to pick up the phone to the person managing investments. You actually just want to type them a note and get an instant response. So you go from that world of trying to improve the service, and then you think, well, hang on a minute. What all we're talking about here is investing. All we're, all we're talking about is a theory. And if you know, I want 5% of my portfolio in Japan and you want 5% of your portfolio in Japan, then we should be able to do that. It's not a physical good. So what we did was build a system which enabled people, as you said, from £1,000 upwards to invest and for the first time get access to a truly well-managed, you know, no-eggs-in-all-one-basket portfolio. And, and that was just something that became rather revolutionary because people were saying, hang on a minute. If I haven't got very much money, the only option I have is to do it myself. Pick a fund that I've probably seen advertised, you know, that's named after a planet and was advertised on the tube or something like that. And actually what I want is proper management. Uh, and so you can have it, you know, no matter whether you've got 5 million or 5,000, and you should be entitled to it. Stay with me for more from my business shaper, Nick Hungerford. Time for some music. This is Billy Holiday and Do Your Duty. That was Billy Holiday and Do Your Duty. Nick, um, underpinning all of this fantastic stuff, which it, and it sounds like a product and, and a service that makes sense. It sounds like there was a hole and there is a hole in the market and there are, are indeed many, many people that would need this service. 
as you step back from that, um, and you've been applauded, I think, um, three times for being uh, a fantastic entrepreneur, we, we, un, at the top 40 or under 40, or something, entrepreneurs in the financial services sector, or something, another impressive award that you've been given. My God, he's got so many of them. Um, what drives you as an entrepreneur now, and away from the financial piece and the actual delivery? What is it that you go, that's why I wanted to be an entrepreneur? It's the creation. It's the ability to see your vision come to reality. Uh, and it's it's genuinely getting out of bed every day with enthusiasm to try and build more, to try and make it bigger, to try and access more people, to try and provide a service you know, that, that I feel is genuinely valuable. And, and you know, I think there are two types of entrepreneur. There's the entrepreneur that wants to do it purely to make money. And then there's the entrepreneur that wants to build something that's going to change the world. And I know that sounds cheesy, but I know that if we continue to build Nutmeg in the way that we are and we continue to you know, cut prices and, and, and improve transparency and give access, we will be helping people retire earlier than they would have otherwise been. We'll be helping people to send their children to university where else they wouldn't have been able to afford it. We'll provide the extra spaces at someone's wedding because they will have saved up through Nutmeg. And that is meaningful. And, and I can see it with my friends and family and I can see it with our customers. And, and that is so important for me. Uh, and it sounds like also you're the type of entrepreneur that likes to share what you've learnt. Is that a fair um, statement? Yeah, I think being open and encouraging entrepreneurship uh, through other people is, is, is vital. I'm so proud of what's happening in the UK at the moment with the entrepreneurship scene. I was terrified when I came back from Silicon Valley that it was going to be tight and closeted and you know frowned upon to be an entrepreneur or to be working in a startup. And I've found just the opposite. And I've found as we've gone forward over the last couple of years, you know, government policies and, and the enthusiasm for, for working startups has just grown and grown. And that, I think, is brilliant. We'll have our final chat with Nick, plus play track from Shape of Jazz and one of my personal favourites, Donald Bird. That's after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was you and music from Donald Bird. For just a few more minutes, Nick Hungerford is my business shaper. And if you weren't listening earlier, he's the man revolutionising the investment management world online through his business that he co-founded uh, called Nutmeg. Um, as you look forward now, Nick, for yourself personally and also for the business, there's a bunch of stuff on your to-do list, I'm sure, hundreds of things. And of those hundreds of things, you will prioritise five or six things. At the end of the day, though, what is it that you want to leave behind in, say, 10 years when you sold this business successfully and you started your next one? What will you go, that's what I achieved? And what will you say, yeah, that was, that was really what it was all about? It's an interesting comment you made there about selling your business. Uh, because if indeed, Yes, if indeed you want to, which maybe you don't. Yeah, I mean, the, the stars, so my heroes in this world, in, in, the, in the wealth management, asset management world, have been the people who have decided that actually they're not going to skim from the top and make a quick buck. Uh, they're going to make their customers very rich, and in the process, they get wealthy. So there's a phrase in our industry called, where are the customers' yachts? Because you look around and you see lots of stockbrokers with fast cars and uh, fancy possessions, and the, and, the, and the customer's thinking, well, hang on a minute, well, you know, where's my money? What, what's happening for me? 
So I look up to people like John Bogle, who, who founded Vanguard, and he, he created that company, um, you know, 40-odd years ago and is still involved. And he's just been a transformational figure uh, in, in our industry. So I've really got no desire to leave or to sell this company. What I want to do is keep the ethos uh, of the client, you know, first all the way through and, and continue to grow it. Maybe do some things on the side that involve financial technology, um, but really keep going with this and, and have that vision of creating something brilliant. And do you think, you use the word transformation, which I think is an interesting word, especially where technology is involved. Do you think this is a business that needs to continue at the centre of its ethos to have the belief that it needs to transform? Oh, 100%. When I look at the problems that some of the larger financial services companies have now, they are stifling innovation by, by having to deal with legacy issues they've created. And the most successful companies in the world uh, are often ones that cannibalize themselves. Look at Coca-Cola going out to buy new brands that are a threat to the core product, but they add so much to the company. Look at Johnson & Johnson and the way that it creates all these different brands that, again, compete with each other. So so you have to compete and you have to be open and honest with yourself to, to drive improvement. Don't ever let anyone get too content. And, and on that point, just before I ask you about your song choice, about getting too content, what have been the biggest challenges so far that you've had to face up to in running your business because it's still only a few years old Mm. Um, and have any of them been deal breakers where you've gone enough even though it's young and I know I want to be there for 30 years just like my friend in the States and Vanguard have there been some really poignant moments where you've gone wow this is really really hard because beyond the raising the money beyond the getting the first website up beta testing it then you get your first money and so on there must just be continue to be little mountains you have to keep climbing oh there are and you know I'm, I'm not a person that can survive on one hour sleep every night so you do get tired, and if you miss out on your um, physical activity, you you know that that what brings you down as well. So you get you get very grumpy, and I'm you know sad to say that I'm sure my team have seen that uh, occasionally. But they lift you up, and I try and do the same when they're in a in a rough patch. Um, I don't think there's been a moment when I've said I've had enough here, um, but there's certainly been some tough times and you know ones that I wouldn't want to repeat. Um, but I'm also realistic enough to know that I will repeat them, and it's about learning and. I always say this to young entrepreneurs, never get asked the same question twice. You know, if you're being asked the same question twice, then you're not doing a good enough job in the first place to answer that question. And as long as you can keep that as a philosophy, then you'll progress and you'll face new challenges and you'll overcome them. Very good. Well, I'm only going to ask you this question once. What's your song? Otherwise, you'll look at me with evil eyes. What's your song choice, Nick? And why have you chosen it? It's Break Extra, uh, Dusk Till Dawn, and the track is Come On Over. A Californian musician, incredibly talented, plays about eight different uh, instruments and I just love the way this one makes me feel if I'm getting up in the morning gives me a smile makes me uh, put a swagger in my walk and uh, sets me up for a great day Nick Hungerford thank you very much for being my business shape but this is Breakstra and come on over That was Come On Over from Breakerstra, the song choice of my business shaper today, Nick Hungerford, a measured man, a man who really likes being an entrepreneur 
and a man who has fought very hard for an, an idea that he believed would revolutionise the financial services industry. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's 9am next Saturday here on Jazz FM for another edition of Jazz Shapers. In the meantime, stay with us though. Coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.